0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Breakroom Room Boys. I'm Nate, and that's Lucas. Hey, hey. And we got a double milestone video, uh, not video, podcast today. We have no video
1: today. Our SIM card is full, despite the fact we've put out zero video. But <laughs> Yeah. If our fucking audio card's not full, of the video one is. We are horribly mismanaging our storage. I think we're just fucking incompetent, to be
0: honest, man. I'm like, starting
1: to learn that it's really starting to lean that way.
0: Yeah. Given but, the evidence. Yeah, we got a double milestone. This is both our 40th episode, and yesterday marked a full year since the first episode that we put out. So, yes, uh, we'll
1: crack a cold one to that. Certainly. Um, Despite all the uh, requests, I'd even say, please, for us to stop, to shut this thing down, uh, never step back in here. We persist. Yeah,
0: fuck the haters, of which there are many.
1: Of which there are so many.
0: Uh, We're still rolling. We're a year in. We're forty episodes in. That's I'd an say, enormous seltzer,
1: have, <laughs> dude. I yeah. uh, You rarely see the tall boy seltzers, and that thing is just twenty five fluid ounces of cola seltzer. Yeah, whatever the hell's in there. America, baby, just straight
0: America. Um, yeah, we've yeah, been doing this a year, dude. It's been a good year. We got um, we got a kiss now or what? No, no, I don't. I don't think Mary would like that too much. Callie, she might, might, but. No, um, it's, it's been a really fun year. We've obviously made some changes here and there. We've, I, I would like to think that we've improved the quality of what we're putting out. And I'm really excited because that's a full year of learning, and, you know, all we can do is keep going up. So for all 7 or 8 million listeners that we've got out there, stay tuned. There's going to be more fun stuff coming. We yeah. actually have some ideas in mind.
1: Yeah, some more riveting highbrow conversation. Uh, that you can depend on so yeah yeah and again any suggestions uh any anything you notice uh for those of you who who uh, catch our episodes just dm us or if you have our, our personal numbers shoot us a text we are literally open to making any and all changes on this thing uh you know to make it more entertaining so
0: yeah but as mentioned we do have some changes that are already uh raring to go so first of all I got a text earlier this week that uh, this new studio that we're going to be utilizing moving forward, that's not any longer uh, in the distant future. That is at the end of this month. We'll be moving into a new recording space, might actually have some space for our knees to go under a desk, mm-hmm. uh, which is super exciting. I mean, this... Yeah,
1: and again, this is no uh, not due to our success by any means. So this is... Um, you didn't have to say that. We are we are literally squatting here, like we are just <laughs> uh, we improved our squatting situation um, because of a good friend of ours, and so um, a very considerate friend of ours who is upgrading uh, his podcast studio, and we are benefiting secondhand. So, uh, pretty fucking sweet gig for us. Yeah, if you ask me. I mean, this
0: has been this little walk-in broom closet or whatever it used to be has we've made a lot of memories in here. Uh, this is where we've spent the entirety of our podcasting career this last year. Um, from what I'm told, the new space will definitely be bigger and will be really cool. And, you know, maybe I can even get Rob to let us use some of the video equipment so we can stop trying to get this fucking camcorder to work.
1: We may need to, to outsource, uh, not rely on our own equipment and incompetence to keep this thing going. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, yeah, completely forgot what I was gonna say. Uh, don't smoke weed, folks. Um, yeah, we've been doing this a year, dude. I'm gonna. Oh yeah, d- you know we're never gonna forget where we came from. It started in this small little room, sweating it out in here. You and I, um, trying to figure out what the hell we're doing. And, yeah. Um,
0: uh, definitely stoked for the <coughs> new space, but um, as far as changes that we are actually gonna make, um, damn it, we're gonna make a Twitch channel, and I know that's something that we've. Kind of alluded to before, but uh, I think that that's kind of the next step in the mat- the maturation process of the Breakroom Boys. Goodness gracious, bless I you! I don't usually drink seltzers in here, and now I'm gonna have the burps the whole time. All 25 ounces. Um, but yeah, we. For those who don't know, every time we record, we finish up recording. And then we go and get on our NCAA 14 dynasty. We whip
1: out our PlayStation 3. Yeah. Our shared PlayStation 3 and played our, our, our shared dynasty like uh, like third graders on Saturday night. But I feel like we're actually
0: funnier when we play that than we are on the podcast. That's exactly what I was going to say. We yeah. We have names that we have like a running file of names that we create for our players that, I mean, objectively speaking, I don't know how objective I can be, but they're pretty fucking funny.
1: Yeah, they're they're very good, and and, and obviously, uh, as many people have followed suit. Shout out Big Cat for bringing it back around. Um, I was, I mean, for the record, I was renaming my players back in like 09, 08, playing back in high school on the Dynasty. But when he did that, Coach Doug's during quarantine, it was just like God. I think everybody was like, damn, I miss playing NCAA. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you. Procured a, a very sought-after copy of NCAA 14. Dropped like out. 115 bucks on it, too. Mm-hmm. And now you just see a ton of people streaming. I see it on Facebook, Instagram. Um, I don't really get on Twitch often, but I'm sure there's a, a bunch of nerds out there like us doing it. So, yeah, we typically do that for about an hour after we record, play a game or two. And I, I totally agree. I think our banner during that is probably funnier than whatever we say. Yeah, here in so front of that's
0: that's definitely something we're excited about. And, you know, I don't know that we'll keep it to just NCAA 14. I mean, this time next year we'll be looking at another release coming out, or actually probably summertime. But uh, the new NCAA football game should be coming right, right around that time. Uh, so we will probably make a pivot to that. Uh, there's other things that we can do on there as well. But I figure – you know, the time we wrap this up every time we record is probably prime time to be streaming anything. People are done yeah. working, but it's not too terribly late at night. So I think that that's the next evolution and things of where we're going. So uh, look forward to some video content, look forward to some Twitch content. Um, as soon as we can get that going, we'll we'll get to work on that. Yeah, so. there
1: simply aren't enough children on Spotify and Apple Podcasts to supplement <laughs> our, our audience. we we got to really branch out, hit the Twitch. Uh, we don't have a TikTok yet. That'll be in the works. Um, you know, that'll be a sad day for me. I've held out thus far. But if we're going to grow this thing and, and keep putting it out there and get some, some video clips in circulation as well, um, you know, we got to branch out with social media and, and – uh, We'll, we'll lean on you all listening and, to share. We've share, talked share. about merch,
0: too, and you don't have to even listen that often to to get on board with the merch. Because I think that the the logo that your girlfriend designed for us uh, is pretty spectacular, and it's going to lend really well to some sick merch. Yeah,
1: Callie's easily the most talented part of the podcast. She's not on it. So <laughs> we have an incredible logo. Our logo to audio quality is so out of whack. Uh, it's incredibly imbalanced, in but uh, Yeah, I tend to agree. Yeah, we have a great logo. So even if you don't agree with what we say or, or don't think we're funny, buy a, buy a shirt uh, and, and you know support a talented artist who made a good logo.
0: Absolutely. So uh, we'll keep you guys updated on the timing for all of that. But uh, let's go ahead and jump into the episode. So we've got our typical sports topics and news topics this week. Um, I've got uh, – so let's just do a quick rundown of what we'll talk about. We'll get into March Madness. Uh, definitely going to talk about the Aaron Rodgers uh, ordeal that's been taking place, where we're finally starting to see that come to a conclusion. Uh, I've got some Cowboys stuff that I want to cover as well. You know, I've got to do that. Uh, we've got WWE in the news, um, and then we're going to talk a bit about, you know, kind of once we get past the sports section, we'll we'll talk a bit on uh, Brendan Fraser and how uh, everyone's trying to cancel him right now for God knows what reason. Mm. Uh, we've got a giant blob of seaweed that's coming Florida's way, so we'll touch on that. Uh, Joe Exotic is running for president. Can't not mention that. Um, Norfolk Southern is just constantly in the news, so uh, we'll give our thoughts on that. And then a Boca Raton woman with a crazy idea for uh, for a day that she wants to devote to uh, sugar daddies and sugar mommies. Yeah. So. Let's just jump into it. Obviously, the number one topic that uh, everyone is really discussing right now, March Madness is finally here. Uh, The conference tournaments were electric. We saw some some big names end up winning. We saw some big names going down either in the finals or even sometimes the semifinals in some of the bigger leagues. Mm -hmm. Um, And the brackets are out. And if you haven't done at least three of them yet, I feel sorry for you. You
1: need to get on that because it starts tomorrow at – 11-something. 11, 11 a.m. Yeah, 11.30 Central, 11.15 Central. Uh, we've got the a 16-seed play-in tonight, another 11-seed play-in tonight, which will, which is actually going to be uh, – <clears throat> which Alabama, assuming they win their first-round matchup, will play the winner of, Maryland and West Virginia. That game's happening tonight. So, yeah, you got your last two play-ins, and then the bracket's fully set, uh, and we we begin tomorrow early. So, tonight's your last chance to get those things filled out. Um You're not gonna get it right, so just go with your gut. Make a few weird picks, um, excuse me, because everybody's gonna be wrong. So, um, what do you? What's your initial thoughts? I guess just uh, as we wrap up the playing games tonight, leading into tomorrow, um, we can get into our final four picks. But just overall, what's on your mind?
0: Well, my initial thoughts right now are, is that you're stupid. Oh, um, because West Virginia and Maryland do not play tonight. Oh, Uh, that's it's Nevada versus Arizona State for the final 11 seed. Um, so, yeah, you should feel bad. Um, oh, shit, dude. But no, no, I'm, I'm just messing with you. Um, yeah, it is Nevada versus Arizona State tonight. The actual tournament. Oh, they, I, I don't really consider the plan really part of the tournament. It's so not interesting to watch. Mississippi State versus Arizona, uh, or I'm sorry, not Arizona, Pitt last night was pretty good. You know, it definitely, it was a, it was... An interesting game. It came down to the wire, but I couldn't really lock into it like I do once we really start playing for moving on. Sure. Uh, that, Mar- the that West Virginia
1: Maryland game is the first game tomorrow. Yeah. I apologize. Okay. So, that's, so we begin with them at eleven fifteen tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Continue your thought.
0: But yeah, my uh, my thoughts right now. I think that for the most part, the uh, the selection committee got things right. Um, there were a few snubs, not nearly as many as there tends to be. I, I feel like every single year the bracket gets put out, and there's like four or five teams that are just pissed off that they didn't get put in. I, I, think, was, I wasn't
1: shocked by any of them. No. Uh, whereas like last year, A and M, I was pretty surprised. Um, well, it's didn't.
0: funny that you mentioned A and M. I think that they probably have one of the bigger gripes. Yeah. Being put in as a seven seed, as the SEC runner up, both for the regular season and in the conference tournament. I think that I would have probably slotted him in as a five seed at worst. Mm-hmm. A seven seed is kind of shitty for them, uh, so they've got to they've got win their initial seven ten game, which is always it seems to be a coin flip every time with every matchup in seven ten matchups. Uh, and then second round, if they make it through,
1: they got to face Texas. Yeah, they really got which that would be that's going to be a super fun game. It so, will. And one of my that's going to hinge on my final four. Predictions, but um, yeah, they really got hammered for having a, a super weak non-conference schedule. And although they proved to be the second best team in the SEC, which was the second best conference this year, um, they, yeah, they got slotted at seven, and that's tough. That's a tough draw for them. For and
0: real. you know, I don't even think it's necessarily the non-conference schedule that put them there. I think it's just the the committee wanting to set up that Texas versus Texas A&M matchup.
1: If they would just the come out and round. say that, then I agree. Then I'm on board. I think that, yeah. that it
0: just seems obvious. Yeah. Uh, you're looking for ratings. I don't know why. Everyone's going to watch anyway. You've got them. But I will be locked in for that game because, you know. Where, kinda, would,
1: the, the, where would that game take place?
0: I'm not sure. I, I don't have it pulled up right in front right. of me. but um, But, yeah, that would be a, a – Super sick matchup. I, I would be locked in for that for sure. But that really does kind of hurt some of our projections. You know, I had AM as a Dark Horse Final Four team. I've got them going out in the second round now. Right. So that fucking sucks. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, it, you get what you get. And I, as far as snubs go, I think that you can make an argument that Clemson should probably be in over NC State.
1: That yes, although they had some horrible losses, they did. Uh, yeah. But
0: they also smacked NC State in the conference tournament. The ACC
1: was just they're so they were so bad this year it was hard to hard to really make a prediction. Uh, Duke ends up winning the conference tournament, um, in John Shires' first year, and they are a good team. Uh, be pretty fascinating to see how they perform in the tournament. Some people have got them in the Final Four. I don't know that they have that kind of run in them, um, but I, I do. I mean, he's got that program in the right direction. But regarding this year, um, I said that as if he took over a bunch of slubs. He took over at Duke, but yeah. first year coach. You know, you figure they will be impressive. A, it is still impressive, and they look good in the tournament. They look competitive. Philipowski's playing well. Um, they've they've got guys that can score, uh, but. Yeah. Um, ACC was a, a weird league, and so I, it, I wasn't shocked with Clemson getting left out. I, I would say that that would be the one, I guess, that I, I probably filled them in in my head and was a little surprised when I didn't see it. Uh, North Carolina, speaking of the SEC, they have didn't make the tournament. They've declined to play in the NIT. Which is horse shit, by the way. Yeah?
0: Yeah, I think it's total horse shit. It's not the first time a team has turned down an NIT bid, but... Yeah, they're, they're getting a lot of flack for it, and they should. If, I mean, if, I'm,
1: I'm with you, and I agree. Like, You probably just should have played better during the season.
0: And I know that Brandon Walker is not the only person that's had this opinion, but um, I think it's always noteworthy when I agree with something that Brandon Walker from Barstool oh, says. Oh,
1: so you got to prove it in the regular well, season.
0: Well, yeah, he's, he basically came out and said, Hey, uh, if you think you're too good for the NIT, then make the fucking tournament. You, Win some games. You probably should have proven
1: that, yeah, in the regular season. and they returned a uh, you know, uh, national champion runner-up um, who returned essentially their whole roster. Um, just had a weird year. They were preseason number one. Uh, Alabama beat them in Portland when they were number one early, early in the season in that crazy, what, three, four overtime game. Uh, and then the wheels just fell off, and they couldn't hold it together. Uh, crazy to see them missing a tournament. But um, aside from that, I, I thought the, the seeding went about as expected. Uh, Houston kind of got shafted and that they're going to have to play Auburn in Birmingham in the second round. That yeah, that's
0: another thing that you can point to that is bullshit and the fact that we're having to And it share wasn't Birmingham. Houston seating
1: it was Auburn. They got right. the, it was more so the how they seeded Auburn uh, in you know coincidentally in the Birmingham regional their home state. uh massive advantage for them in that game against Houston which I will think I do think they will lose. But I don't even know if they'll beat Iowa. That's true. I mean, that's fair. But
0: I've got, uh, I've got Iowa beating them despite the home court advantage. But, you know, I really honestly hope that they do get outed first round because they would be playing in the same session round two as Alabama would be playing in Birmingham. And now you've got a split in the crowd where you should have a, a real home court
1: advantage for Alabama. It's fucked our ticket situation up big time. <laughs> and I know people are already complaining. Uh, the not Selection Sunday, tickets had already skyrocketed. Of course, Auburn found a way to to throw a wrench in this thing. But So
0: what I would like to do is do a quick projection of what we think the Final Four is going to look like. I mean, we could spend an hour and a half breaking down our brackets, but no one wants to hear that. So I just want to skip right to the Final Four um, and see who we've got as our Final Four teams and then who we've got in the national championship and as our eventual champion. And I imagine we'll probably see eye-to-eye on the last part.
1: Probably, sure. Um, you want to go first? No, you go ahead. All right. Uh, in the South, uh, I I have Alabama winning. Um, they are the number one overall seed. It was a relatively easy path, uh, and I think they will they will get there. That seems to be the consensus pick. Maybe not to win the title, but to win the region, get to the Final Four. Um, I've got Texas. We talked about them running up against a And M, who who I also would not be shocked if they won that game and made a run. Uh, Texas has just surprised me so much after the Chris Beard incident, how they've hung together. Marcus Carr is dirty. They're a really well-rounded team. Uh, Marquette was kind of my sleeper. I know they're, what, a three seed? Like, it's not insane to see them make it. They're They're a two seed. They're a two now with Mm -hmm. winning the conference tournament. Um I see them getting through. I, I talked about them and UConn are teams I could kind of see they beat UConn in the in the Big East championship game. Um, maybe the sem- one in the semis. I think it was the championship game. Uh, and then Gonzaga. I, okay. I've got Gonzaga returning to another Final Four. Um, and so uh, then in in the in the championship game, um, and I went back and forth on this. I, I think it's going to be. Alabama and Texas, and I, and I almost predicted Alabama-Gonzaga rematch, uh, which for those of you who don't know, we played early in the season before conference play in Birmingham. Gonzaga won, I think, 100-90. to 90. They shot like 70% in the second half. It's not a team I'd want to play again just in no. case that happens. I think we're going to get a football matchup. I think it's going to be Alabama and Texas, and I think Texas – is gonna get beat by Alabama, know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. I predict us to we'll lose. Um, I, yeah. I mean, I've got to pick Alabama. This is this is rarefied air for our program. Um, you know, to have this sort of team with this potential. If we get beyond the elite eight, this is uncharted territory. Um, I've got to go homer pick here. Um, but I think it will be Texas uh, that that plays in that championship game. They'll squeak by Gonzaga, and I I think we can take them.
0: Okay. Well, um, I'm pleased to announce we do not have the exact same Final Four. Good. Only three out of the four. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I also have Bama, Marquette, and Texas. But I've got UConn instead of Gonzaga. Sure. Uh, I just feel like UConn's built for the tournament. I think that they have shown throughout the year they are beatable, for sure, but the hot start that they had and then some of the key wins that they've had later on in the season, it just looks like a really dangerous team.
1: By the way, also everyone's like talking about a year where there's no clear dominant team, and, and Alabama's the number one overall seed. I agree, maybe between them and Houston and Kansas, there's not a ton of differential. I'll give you that. But people saying there's like 20 teams that could win this thing, every Final Four I've seen is either what I just said, what you just said, or Kansas is in it and or UCLA's in it. Those are the only other two teams that I've seen predicted to make it despite all the shit you heard all the last month right. about. There's 10, 12 teams I could see winning this thing. Well, nobody's picked them. They've picked exactly the teams we just said, well, plus it's, Kansas. It's easy to make it's easy to make statements like that before the bracket actually yeah. gets put
0: on paper. So by process of elimination, there Certain teams that you think could make a run, where they're going to go up against other teams that you think could make a run, and you're going to have to eliminate them. I mean, A and M I've got going out second round now. That's and and you do too. Like that's a team that I could absolutely see making a deep run, given how they how they play. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I mean, there's probably six or seven teams that stand an actual chance, and one of the matchups I'm actually a little worried about is Arizona in our bracket. Uh, I think Arizona's got two really good bigs. And if you catch them on their best night, they will take you out. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's, I yeah, I would say there's probably six or seven teams that have a legitimate chance of winning the title. But I have the exact same matchup and champion that you have, uh, Alabama versus Texas. And, of course, who the fuck else would I pick? It's going to be Bama. Um I do really worry about that Elite Eight matchup with, with Arizona. I would presume to be Arizona. Um, that That is a game that if we get that matchup in the Elite Eight, I will be not sleeping the yeah. night before. I will be stressing my balls off. We'll probably be watching that together and um, grinding our teeth to stumps. Um, so, yeah, it's we definitely have the smoothest run of anybody in this tournament, we being Alabama, obviously. uh. However, crazy shit happens in March and you never really know. Do um, you have
1: a, a low seed you like or just a random team you you kind of like that think could make a weird run?
0: Yeah, so I've 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 got VCU um I actually know I they face UConn, so I got them going out in the second round. Let's see who I've got actually going deep. I've got Kent State making the Elite 8, uh beating Houston and Iowa. So that would be a pretty shocking run, but Kent State's a strong team.
1: That'd be sick. You're not alone, and I've 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 heard rumblings people being on them for whatever reason. I I'll, I haven't watched a game they played, um, but if people are talking about them, there's there's probably where there's smoke, there's fire. Sometimes, but yeah, um, yeah. for For me, I'm not sure. Um, I, I, people do. People are really hyping Colgate. I don't know how, how well they, they are actually going to shoot in this game. Uh, I know they're they're full of shooters, not a lot of size. Uh, I know there's always weird shit that happens. This might be kind of a chalky tournament, and I may, I may have just jinxed this by saying that. But.
0: Yeah, no, I, I tend to agree. I mean, another outlier I've got is 6-seed TCU beating Gonzaga in the second round. Um, yeah, even... That's uh, just purely on I don't want to take chalk and everything, but TCU... They, they've got some bad losses, but they've also kicked the shit out of some really good teams. For sure. So if they show up ready to play, then I could easily see them making the Sweet 16. Um, I've got UCLA taking them out and then losing to UConn. Um, other than that, another one that kind of stands out to me is Oral Roberts and Duke. Um, I'll say this. If Oral Roberts gets by Duke, they will also beat Tennessee. Um, and they could potentially beat... A Purdue, yeah,
1: um, Max Aysmus. For those who didn't see what he did uh, in years prior, yeah, the man is a he's a walking bucket, and he's a scoring machine. Um, don't know, you know, what his future is going to look like, but he is a an elite college basketball player. Yeah, and uh, one of those that can, if he has the help that day, can beat you um, for sure, and can do that. Several days in a row. Yeah, you
0: so, kind of get Steph Curry vibes a little bit from the standpoint of this one guy could propel them to a deep run. Yeah, so for sure, that's one I've got Duke winning it, but I would, re- I really wouldn't be shocked to see Oral Roberts pull off the upset round one, and I, I think Tennessee's been proven beatable enough lately that they could take care of business there too. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, we are set up for a hell of a
1: tournament, and we could have an all SEC Elite Eight. Have you seen that? No. <laughs> it's not going to happen, but it, it it's uh, theoretically possible. I uh, that selfish- would be unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, <how funny laughs> be. I selfishly want, I want Creighton and I want UCLA. I want two noted Alabama basketball rivals, uh, <laughs> and I want to fucking crush both of them.
0: I wouldn't hate to see Gonzaga in the championship either. I I think it would scare me for sure, but... They're not going to shoot 70% again in the second half. They won't, and we also won't play them in Birmingham again. Yeah. (laughs) Thank God only our first two rounds are in Birmingham. I know. For those who don't... We do not play We play
1: horrible in that building. Um, So... I can't wait, though, man. It's it's going to be fun. It's going to go by fast. My eyeballs are going to rot out of my head into yeah. the end of this tournament. And, I and you know, if Alabama takes care of business, I'm going to be a nervous wreck as we creep into the late rounds of this thing.
0: Absolutely. All right, let's keep it trucking. Let's get on to some NFL free agency. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, we finally seem to have an idea of what might happen there, and he went on the Pat McAfee show today. I kind of talked about it before uh, in a previous episode. How funny it is that he goes on to Pat McAfee's show to like give all of his life updates and everything. By the way, that being said, I love Pat McAfee. Pat McAfee is yeah awesome, incredible. By no means am I dogging on Pat McAfee. It just is kind of funny that you've got a guy that runs a, a similar sort of show to like, pardon my take, basically where you know there's a lot of humor injected. It's not a lot of news breaking. Um, they just kind of talk about what's going on. And Aaron Rodgers has chosen this as his medium to talk to the world, um, which I think is really cool uh, because, again, Pat McAfee is the fucking man. Um, but yeah, he went on there today. It was a very. But it's like,
1: it's, it is like uh, getting your news from Comedy Central, though. A be little be like, like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, but he, he went on there today and it was a. It was an episode that everyone was looking forward to. People that don't typically watch his show, which I, I really don't. I I always I, don't either, I love watching the yeah. highlights of it, of, of different interviews that he does and things like that, but I don't typically tune in. I honestly don't know exactly how to tune in, but there was like 450,000 plus people tuned in for that episode today, which apparently He is, probably
1: streams it on on YouTube.
0: that might yeah, that might be the case. Yeah. He definitely streams it somewhere. I just don't know exactly where. Um should probably figure that out. But uh, he went on there today and he said, yeah, I fully intend to be traded to the Jets.
1: Yeah, this has been – I don't recall a, a situation where the big player in question has not yet finalized the deal, but the smaller pieces have already gone that way. And I could totally be wrong, but they've already signed former Packers – or they've signed Lazard. Mm-hmm. I've heard talks of Mercedes Lewis, David Montgomery. Did they sign him already too? He really wants Montgomery. He got picked up by somebody. If not the Jets, he signed with someone. So the the list. So of- they've already picked up former Packers, and it's made pr- pretty public that he has this preferred list, this wish list, which he said he phrased it another way. Said that wasn't true, but they've already signed some of his boys. Uh, but he's not even a Jet yet. Um, but I mean, it, it's clear that's what's going to happen. And and like you said, he he made it said it in pretty clear terms.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you couldn't be more clear. He's like, that is my intention. And the only thing holding that up right now is the Packers trying to get as much for me as they can. Yeah. As much trade comp. As weird as all this is, because it is very weird, um, it's kind of refreshing in a way where you get to kind of see the background of exactly what's going on. Like, you know exactly what's going on now. Um, He's he, he very much came out and said, like, hey, this is not me coming to a decision and announcing it on this show like both parties are very aware and have been for days like this is my intention um but it's just been kind of funny the way things have kind of shaken out you know kind of what you mentioned uh according to sources he's he's playing quasi-gm here yeah. for the jets he's got a wish list of players that he wants alan lazard was one of them they went and got him uh Mercedes lewis was one that came up too which i was a little surprised by uh, It seems a, a bit past his prime, but hey, you want your boy, go get your boy. I was um, just
1: waiting on the Jordy Nelson update.
0: Yeah. But another one kind of in the same vein, except not retired, but maybe should be. Randall Cobb. Yeah. And then uh, the last big piece, the, the one that kind of opened some eyeballs, Odell Beckham Jr. Yeah really wants Odell Beckham. And I can't blame him for that. Odell's he, he had his workout, and he looked really good. The last time we saw him on the field was in the Super Bowl before he tore his ACL, and he looked really good in that Super Bowl. So, um, yeah, we'll see how many of the players from his wish list he, he wants to get, but it doesn't sound like it's going to affect anything because he definitely wants to be a Jet, and that's kind of crazy. It's, it's kind of weird to see a big-time player saying, by God, I want to be a Jet.
1: <laughs> yeah, it, and uh... – you know, it was said a while back. You had hinted at reuniting with Devontae Adams, um, who's in Las Vegas, and they just signed uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. So, not Aaron Rodgers, but a veteran quarterback who you imagine they're gonna they're gonna stick with. Um, and a lot of Jets players have, have lobbied for Rodgers and sort of been recruiting him, if you will. Uh, and it, it seemed all the momentum has sort of fallen that way lately, uh, and now he's he's pretty much saying it's it's all but final. Uh, but, yeah, we'll see who all they surround him with. I know that's been most of his gripes, I imagine, with the Packers franchise over the over the years is who he's throwing to. Uh, he's got his guys he likes, and they're trying to, you know, do their best to supplement. I guess that's a good first sign from them that they're willing to, to go out and get the guys he wants. I don't know how that's gonna result in their success. Any uh replacement at quarterback is an upgrade for the most part at this point, especially Aaron Rodgers. So it immediately puts them in contention. I saw they jumped from like thirty to one to fourteen to one.
0: Oh really? Yeah.
1: And so now they're the fifth highest odds, I he's, think. He's he's gonna have some
0: weapons even if they don't get anybody else on his list. Garrett Wilson is a damn good young receiver. Um, I can tell you that from my Madden franchise. That dude's really good, and he, he I would assume he's going to develop pretty well. <laughs> not that anyone gives a fuck about my Madden franchise. But, uh, yeah, that dude's really good. You've got Elijah Moore, who's a, a good receiver as well, who has had nobody throwing him the ball over the past couple of years, and he's made it very clear he does not like that. So, yeah. hey, now you got Aaron Rodgers, and if you can't produce with Aaron Rodgers, Maybe you're not as good as you say you are. Yeah, although you so, did have that dog pee celebration, which was sick. That was amazing. Um, I think one of the funnier things that's kind of shaken out from this are actually a couple of things that have really made me chuckle. Uh, the Adam Schefter
1: text message, did you see that? Yeah. He uh, he reached out to Aaron Rodgers, and he, he said recently on part of my take that he doesn't talk to Aaron, or like Aaron doesn't respond to him or something like that, basically saying they have no correspondence. Um, and so he reaches out to Aaron for comment on this situation. Uh, and he tried calling him twice. Tried, yeah, and so he texts him, uh, hey, Aaron, is Adam, is this, is this true? And he pretty much got told to suck my dick from the back by <laughs> Aaron Rodgers. So the, him,
0: the actual quote was, lose my number, good try, yeah, though.
1: We know what he meant. <laughs> he, he meant eat my ass in a hot car, Adam Schefter. Don't ever reach out to me again. Um, but he'll go on, you know, he'll go on Pat McAfee and and just open up to the world. He's a, he's an interesting dude. I don't, you know, I don't I don't know what Adam Schefter's relationship is like with most players he texts. But that that was funny that he was willing to share that. Oh yeah, he just shared the screenshot. Of yeah, the text. or live. I saw and that. It,
0: <laughs> yeah, and I was when I first saw it, I was like, did he just make that up? Like, is that is that a fake text? It was not. That was very much really what Aaron Rodgers said to him. So I thought that was funny. And then also, uh, this was funny in a way that uh, it's ridiculous. Uh, Pablo Torre, I don't know if you saw his tweet, but after it was announced that Aaron Rodgers intends to be a Jet, he tweeted, I love that Aaron Rodgers, the biggest critic of big pharma and professional sports, came out of the darkness and realized he wants to work for the billionaire heir to the Johnson & Johnson pharmaceutical fortune. You know, uh I don't really have an insight into the mind of big time professional athletes, but I don't really think that who the ownership is comes into play a whole lot.
1: No, probably not. I I, <laughs> I agree. They're not like uh maybe in a, some cases I, I really don't know, but uh, yeah, you have to imagine Most owners are piece-of-shit billionaires. (laughs) Like, It's kind of a given. They own a sports team. Uh, Probably not a cool guy you want to chill with a lot. Um, There are probably a few exceptions to that, but, I mean, yeah, I think it's just kind of an an understood when you're playing for a professional franchise. Like, the guy who's at the very tippy-top of the organization has probably done a lot of seedy shit.
0: Yeah, I just – I don't know. I thought it was weird because, again, like – if if you were to try to go to the team that has the owner that is most in line with your views, I don't know who guys would be playing for out there. Like, maybe you're just a, a venture capitalist and you really want to play for Mark Cuban if you're in the NBA or, or something like. I don't really think that comes into play at all.
1: Yeah, it's like every time. Every time a player doesn't sign with the Dodgers, you can say it's because he's, it's cause Magic Johnson has AIDS and he's <laughs> <laughs> he's he's a. Uh, He's not on board with that. Um, I mean, that's pretty wild. So, so a sort
0: of funny anecdote that he's playing for the heir to big pharma. Sure, but to put that out there is like I can't believe he's doing this.
1: Kind of silly. It it is for sure. <laughs> so, uh, I don't don't know that it was part of his decision making it all. I would I would imagine it it sure as fuck wasn't. Yeah. So,
0: uh, anyway, let's keep it moving. I want to talk about the Cowboys just a little bit. Um, I don't want to spend too much time on this because people probably get tired of me talking about the Cowboys. Oh no way! But we finally released Zeke, and I'm really excited about that. I I'm so stoked that I don't have to keep watching that guy rob carries from Tony Pollard.
1: Yeah, like 260 pounds of dead weight cut loose.
0: Yeah, I mean, look, Ezekiel Elliott when he burst onto the scene, he was arguably the best running back in the NFL. He was. Unbelievable, right out of the gates, had a 1,600 yard season as a rookie. Uh, was the number one rusher in the league. Uh, followed that up with a campaign that got cut a little short, um, or maybe that was his third season. But anyway, he was super productive in the beginning of his career. Even saying that, um, he had some off the field stuff that concerned me a little bit. Uh, he like punched out a DJ at uh, what was that? What's that bar called? Clutch in Dallas, which used to be literally. 200 yards from where I lived. Oh, yeah, 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 that place. Um, punched out a DJ there. Uh, took a girl's top off at the, uh, at the uh, St. Patrick's Day parade. So stuff like that where you're like, okay, we're supposed to take you seriously as a, a stalwart, as a staple in this franchise, and you can't stop doing dumb shit. He was fat coming into multiple seasons. Well, yeah. It, the, the thing that pissed me off was that didn't start happening until after he got that big paycheck where we extended hill yeah i did not want that second deal i made it very clear from the get-go i thought that was a bad idea i'm pretty much against signing almost any running back to a big second deal um but given the off-field stuff thinking like yeah this guy's an insane talent but he can't seem to like screw his head on straight i definitely don't want to give that guy the big second contract because what's he going to do he's probably going to start taking stuff less seriously he's already got that big second paycheck running backs don't get a big third paycheck and sure enough he shows up the next offseason um shows up to camp fat and production has just gone downhill since then
1: yeah tony pollard's been clearly more productive the last two three seasons
0: yes absolutely and i don't necessarily want to see us sign him to a big second contract either though because i know how running backs are i think that you should pretty much go draft the next guy every chance and he's coming off an
1: injury now too
0: right Um. he he's on the franchise tag this next year which i don't fully disagree with i think that that's fine let him go next offseason please do not sign him to a long-term deal uh learn from your mistakes go Dude, running backs grow on fucking trees. They're in every single draft. You can go get a guy in the fourth round that will be productive every draft. Um, so that's what I'm I'm hoping for. But, yeah, the, the Zeke plague is finally gone. Um, we had some good times. We had some bad times. But we're done. So I'm very much excited about that. I was so afraid that they were going to bring him back.
1: Yeah, and this franchise can move on now knowing that he was he's been the one holding them back for for all this time. <laughs> um nothing else. There's been some more uh offseason contracts and uh Deron Payne, Alabama alum, Alabama native is now the second highest paid defensive tackle ever behind Aaron Donald. Pretty sweet for that guy. Yeah. Um just good for him. I just uh, saw know. some
0: people ragging on that too though.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, and his
0: Six seasons now, I believe he's been in the league. He's had one double-digit sack season.
1: Okay, it's not all about the sacks, man. It's
0: not. Yeah. Defensive tackles—they're run stoppers for the first and foremost, unless you're Aaron Donald. So, um, to all of you who have a problem with that contract, I say poo-poo to you. Yeah. Um, I think that's a great signing, and unfortunately, it is with Washington. So, uh, definitely excited for our boy there. Um, but back to the Cowboys real quick we did go and got we, we went and got Stefan Gilmore which I'm yeah. actually pretty thrilled about for a fifth round pick compensatory that's that's a pretty good addition to a secondary that needed it yeah
1: he's still got some good ball left in him uh, and he's I mean yeah certainly can't hurt your secondary you got a guy like that on top of that we have restructured some con
0: uh, some contracts now have 45 million dollars in cap space and if we do not end up with um, DeAndre Hopkins or Odell Beckham Jr., I'm gonna throw a fit. I'm gonna throw a fit. If we just went and did all that and don't get anything big out of it, I'm what's their draft situation? Got first round pick is twenty six, I believe. Um and I've seen all sorts of different things slated there. Um, let go of Dalton Schultz, so a lot of people are seeming to think that we might go tight end round one. Uh there's a really good tight end out of Wisconsin that seems to be slated towards us, so we'll see. Um, anyway, it's not all doom and gloom for the Cowboys right now. I was really heading into this offseason going, they're going to fuck everything up. They're not going to sign anybody. They're going to re-sign Zeke uh, to another deal, and I'm going to hate my life. It's actually like trending the right direction for once. For once in my life. It's actually, you know, it seems okay. So, um, yeah, I'll take that to the bank.
1: Good. Cowboys uh, in a good spot right now. Not on the hot seat.
0: Yeah, the Cowboys are definitely winning the Super Bowl next year. Prove me wrong. I'm right there with you, man. Not happening. Uh, all right, let's move on to the WWE. So, um, did you see about this, the WWE and their gambling efforts?
1: Yeah, I just uh, I don't know how this is going to work. I, I read the article, and I still don't quite know how it's going to work. What do, you, what do you think? Do you think this will this will uh, this will actually happen or not
0: i I have no earthly idea if it'll happen or not, but to lay the foundation here, the wWE is seeking approval to uh, legalize gambling in their scripted matches, right, which seems sketchy to
1: to say the least, yeah
0: now there are some comparisons that you could draw, I guess, um, award shows. Well, and I don't even know if you can... Can you bet on those?
1: I thought I read in the article that you could. Okay. But what, what books are going to pick it up is another question. Uh, it said they were looking to potentially start in Michigan and Indiana, I think. Probably a huge WWE audience in those. <laughs> in those a lot of white trash in those states. Um, but, yeah, the issue with the WWE is that the matches, obviously, and hopefully I'm not breaking news to any of you out there. If I am, I'm sorry, Uh it's not real. It's, it's pre-decided. It's real
0: to me, damn it! It's
1: scripted. And so uh, I've always wondered how far in advance they know, how far they work it out, uh, or if it's sort of a last-minute thing. And and it seems like it's more rehearsed than I thought, because they say they would keep it completely under wraps and just only announce to the uh, wrestlers who would win hours before the match. Uh, And so that minimizes the chances of that information leaking. I still just think it's going to be a huge. I think that that just opens the door. Whatever the the betting equivalent of insider trading is. Yeah, whatever. I I
0: think that opens the door for some really seedy, shady shit. Without a doubt. I mean, if you've got guys that are, they they know what's going to happen beforehand. And you've got people throwing millions of dollars at them to say, hey, help me and my buddies out. I don't. I don't know how under wraps you can actually keep that. Now, the com- the comparisons that I was going to try to draw there uh, that are already in place, I look at a couple Super Bowl bets, uh, Gatorade color, national anthem length, things like that.
1: Uh, yeah. We
0: do see people that get some inside knowledge on things like that. Uh, now, granted, with the with the Gatorade color, you've got to know the team that wins, too, unless they're both using the same Gatorade color, which I don't. I don't know is the case. Um, So there are still things out there that you can bet on where there are people that have knowledge and can give tips to other people. Uh, But this just seems like it's a whole other level of that where it is very much scripted. There's nothing in question. Um,
1: It's just you and I could book a match with a massive underdog. Put all the money, all the plus money on the underdog, and just decide that that's who wins, and then we get rich. Could that not just happen? Is that not what's going to happen? Yeah, I don't know,
0: because um, I'm I'm thinking about it from this perspective. Obviously, anyone that's involved is not going to have the ability to place bets, but yeah, so, directly, sure, yeah, sure. But you you get your buddy to go do it, uh, who no one knows that you know. Uh, say hey, go put 500k on me to win this match. I'm I'm going to win the match. Uh, how do you
1: track that? How do you make sure that that's not taking place? You can't. It, it's going to. That was my first reaction. It was like, there's going to be a handful, not a handful, a small selection of people who get insanely rich from this. Um, unethically. <laughs> it's yeah. Like, How do you avoid that? Put, eth- put ethics back
0: into gambling,
1: damn it. That's what I'm saying. I want some <laughs> Some true honest gambling. Um, but it there, just, it's gonna be the the fix is gonna be in, and the and the dudes who know it are gonna fucking profit vastly off of it. I don't see how that that's not gonna happen.
0: This does open the door as well with uh, with other kind of similar things where you know you could you could potentially start betting on things like when TV show characters die or if they die, uh, winners of reality TV shows where it's taped in advance, things like that.
1: I'm where not do you, a big reality TV tra-
0: guy, but those futures would be fine. Yeah. Who do you think's going to win The Bachelor? Yeah. Uh who gets that final rose? Things like that. Um Yeah, I'm not I'm not real big on stuff like that either, but where do you draw the line? I I I don't know. If you can bet on Can you bet on, on elected uh, event, uh,
1: elected officials?
0: Yeah, you absolutely can.
1: I thought so. I've never Yeah,
0: I laid a little bit of money on Biden beating Trump actually. Nice. Um
1: well then yeah, I mean there's I guess it just kind of falls in right in there to anything else that a a small number of people have information uh, or inside information to. Uh I just don't I don't know how it's going to operate cleanly again we use that term. Uh just there's going to be people who are in the know who who have the advantage. I just I, I can't see around that.
0: And I just I don't Again, I just don't know how you. And you're right. You can't place a bet in your
1: out. name if you're Nathan Johnson on the WWE board. You can't place a bet in your name. But yeah, you can call one of a guy you know in Vegas or or whatever, and and work around it, get it done. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it just seems fucky to me.
0: Agreed. But we'll see how it plays out. If it gets legalized somehow and. They're able to do it. I'm sure there will be people that take advantage I'll, of it. I'll but. bet
1: it. I don't even watch wrestling. I never have. But I'll, I'll definitely get Anything in Anything
0: I can place a wager on, damn it. Yeah, Let's do it. Sure. All right. Keep it moving. Let's get on to our new segments. First thing I wanted to talk about was Brendan Fraser and how he's being canceled right now. or Maybe not him specifically, but... People really have a problem with the fact that he won an Oscar for his performance in uh, The Whale donning a fat suit. And I don't know what your thoughts are on this, but I imagine you're probably in line with me. This faux outrage and this ridiculous stretch of cognitive dissonance or whatever you want to call it, it's
1: it's is completely accurate and it's, and it's justified. It's getting out of hand. It's getting out of hand. And Brendan Fraser should be stripped of all awards and his 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 SAG insurance and and yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. He should be living in a ditch. Um, no, it it it's pretty crazy. I mean, he played a fucking fat guy. He played the character was a 600 pound man. Brendan Fraser, who was cast to play the role, does not weigh 600 pounds, nor does. I don't know of any actor who's that large. <laughs> well, that's the um, problem. Yeah, not enough representation. Um it, it it is super silly. I get like it's pretty wild. Um it, I know like you you've, you've got to pick your battles in this world, like in this one is just like a bridge too far for me. Like it's like the guy was doing his job. Like it's just like it, it's any other actor who has to wear prosthesis. Or doesn't look like himself in a film. Like, do we freak out over that? It's just because he that's, was a fat guy.
0: That's exactly what my problem is with all this. Because I do believe that representation is important. Um, you don't want people donning blackface playing black characters, um, for example. You don't want dudes playing women in movies. Like, yeah, go go, I was gonna get, say go that. get a female actress. Like, you know, certain things like that. Like, I totally understand that, but this. And maybe I'm just not with the times, but this seems a little ridiculous. I yeah, mean, how d- ma- again? How many 600-pound actors are out there where you can count on them to get through the full filming cycle
1: of of it? Like, yes, that's another. I mean, it's there aren't there are none. Did did people freak out during Dallas Buyers Club and say we should have found an AIDS-ridden skeleton of an actor and not Matthew McConaughey? Like there are those people aren't out there. That's uh, that doesn't exist. The guy was playing a role. Yeah, I
0: I think that there is a pretty clear line in the sand that you can draw here, where if you can find an actor to play somebody like, you know, Jake Gyllenhaal playing, uh, <laughs> shit, what was, what was that movie, the the Prince of Persia?
1: Oh yeah, yeah.
0: Pro- probably go, <laughs> probably go find a brown guy to to play that role. Yeah, like things like that. Like I get it. Okay, that makes sense.
1: Well, it hasn't, Brenner. Bernard- no, Bernard, He was in the Mummy, so I guess he was an American character in that.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, but you know, there there are certain lines where you, you know you got people playing different races, things like that. You know, eh, that, that that you know I, I can I can understand
1: your gripe there, but a guy donning a fat suit—I mean, John Wayne playing Genghis Gen- 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 yeah. <laughs>
0: Khan—I almost forgotten about that one, dude. The, yeah, I mean, there's some there's some really silly ones out there for sure. But, uh, yeah, for people that have a problem with Brendan Fraser winning a, an Oscar, the guy has been out of acting for so long. He's been essentially blackballed by Hollywood because he came out in 2003 against Philip Burke, who was the then president of the Hollywood Former Press Association, who fucking like assaulted him, yeah. sexually assaulted him. Yeah. This guy's been out of a job for so long, He's making cameo appearances and things like that. This is a big blockbuster guy, and he finally found some success. And fucking Dove Soap is going to
1: come out and say,
0: yeah. "We need more representation." Shut up,
1: Dove Soap. Yeah.
0: No one cares what you're saying. Thanks. You're trying to
1: sell more soap. Yeah, thanks, a soap who also makes chocolate. We didn't. <laughs> we didn't really care about your opinion on uh, the Academy Awards. Um, and yeah, you said it. The guy's had a tough career. He's been beaten down. Now he has. He's
0: like a nice guy. He dude. has this Seems really like
1: super nice guy. He has this really like vulnerable performance. I'm never going to call a performance like brave and ballsy. I think that gets people get a little carried away with that yeah. when we're talking about acting. But he, it's a tough role to play. He had to, and, and people are like, he had to, "Fuck they're you!" They're a 300 plus pound fat suit, and they're like, "Fuck you! You're not actually that fat."
0: Fuck you! I sure felt that fat yeah.
1: while I was filming it, dude. It's it's crazy, man. People, I mean, people will grasp. I know it's cliche. People will look for anything to be outraged about. Dude, these days it's so prevalent
0: and it's so ridiculous. And then you and see, we
1: talk about a lot of instances where it's totally reasonable to be outraged. Sure. Um, and this is just not in that ballpark.
0: But to see a company like Dove, because we just mentioned that, come out and like give their two cents you don't give a shit about any of this. And and their tweet was really bad. Stop giving fat suit awards. We want better representation in Hollywood. Hashtag let's change beauty. Fuck off. You want to sell soap and chocolate. Like, I don't care what you have to say. You're trying to reach a certain target audience and, and look woke, and
1: it it's just, it's kind of gross. Yeah. You, I mean, how many 600-pounders do you think are on board or saw dove's tweet and we're like fuck you how many think how many of them you think used dove man i don't know it's I, it was yeah i mean it's it it was very much and I, I don't even know if i've ever even said this term it was like definitely like virtue signaling to a weird percentage of the population who like again it wasn't even to the to the masses it was like to a sliver of people who were offended that he won this award it was very yeah, bizarre. Look, I I think I find myself
0: towing the line of this, this thing that we're trying to do with society these days where, you know, let's use Lizzo as an example. Um, I think that Lizzo should enjoy her career, should be confident in her body, should be able to do whatever she wants to do. I also don't want to see her fucking ass.
1: Yeah. I, I just same. really
0: don't. Um, but to be honest, like... I think anybody that shows up at an NBA game with their ass exposed through a long T-shirt,
1: you look like a fucking doofus. And <laughs> and it's fair game for me to talk shit on you because you're Absolutely. a millionaire sitting courtside and I'm a <laughs> schmuck like recording in this room. But if you're going to show the world your, your massive cottage cheese ass, like then we're going like, to say something <laughs> about it. Um, and I'm totally with you. I mean, there are times where... It is completely rational and justified, and uh, you're not a you know. I, I don't even know where I'm getting at at this point. Um, <laughs> it's I I just I, I'm baffled that people are like that upset. Do I have about a problem? With... A fake, a fake person. They're right. that upset that Brendan Traer's Brendan Fraser's portrayal of a fake man like wasn't authentic because he's not truly that morbidly obese like it is a pretty wild thing to say out loud do
0: i think it's ridiculous that there is a fat woman on the gatorade fit commercials no no i don't like i i think if anything that should
1: be encouraged most people are fucking out of shape dude rarely do we look like we've got a very fat
0: country so like don't shame these people by any means but I, i think we also do take it a bridge too far when we say hey you don't need to change anything like you're, you're beautiful the way that you are. Um, yes, I, I, I agree. You are beautiful the way that you are, and people should accept you for who you are. Yeah. But let's also not act like being morbidly obese is a healthy, great way to go about life. Like, thumbs up Gatorade Fit. Like, you've got a fat girl on there, and, um, you know, I, th- I think that that's a good thing. I think you're showing a person who is actively trying to change the state of their being.
1: Yeah, that's a good thing. Yeah, nobody it, should be made fun of for that.
0: Right. But to just say don't, you know, you, no one should have any problem with Lizzo doing the things that she does because fat is beautiful and all this well, stuff. Well, having a problem. Sure. Okay. Yeah. That well and good.
1: But let's not act like being fat is is a healthy lifestyle. For sure. And that's I don't I have, as I suspect most people do, like, I have no problem with what she does or what she wears. But, like, the fact that, like, we can't comment on it when she did it public. It, we weren't just picking on her out of the blue. She showed her ass to the world. <laughs> you know what I mean? I didn't go find it. It was shown to me. It was brought to yeah, me. Yeah, this wasn't, like, a paparazzi picture. Look how fat Lizzo is. It's like, no, she showed up with her ass with holes cut out in a long T-shirt. She, and by doing that, she knows what's going to happen there, and she she doesn't generating care generating outrage Yeah, and she doesn't care and i have no absolutely no problem with so that, but. we've
0: we've kind of tailed off from our original subject but yeah for like what i'm saying is i do believe that representation is important in hollywood but in a situation like this i think that we're stretching things a bit and it's not healthy to do this and people that are just looking to be outraged by every little thing take a chill pill relax um we like we simply cannot have perfect representation for every role. It's not possible. Agreed. All right. I think that was a good little uh little talk there. Let's keep it moving. We've got a seaweed blob. Have
1: you seen about Speaking this? Speaking of blobs. Yeah. We really do. <laughs> and it's uh it's heading straight to Florida. It's being called home where where it belongs. And it's part of it's already started to wash up. It's a, it got a hilarious name, too. I mean. Sargassum. It's literally got the name Ass in it. It's got the word Ass. <laughs> Gas, too. Um, it's a big, smelly blob. Uh, it's, gonna, it's produced at an alarming rate this year, they say, and it's just going to smack the shores of the Caribbean and South Florida. Uh, it's already been hitting the Caribbean. Yeah, I've seen some pictures. But it's
0: looking like July... Is about the time frame that i'm seeing it's supposed to hit florida pretty hard basically what we've got here is a a big mass of seaweed this happens every single year by the way where this seaweed grows it dies it gets washed up on shores if you've ever been to a beach you've seen it but this year is particularly bad it's so bad in fact that you can actually see this giant wad of seaweed from space Uh, which seems noteworthy. I didn't think that that was ever something that you could just see. But it's really been impacting a lot of different vacation destinations in the Caribbean already where it's being deposited at rates where it's sometimes five to six feet deep on shores. Um, A lot of people are pointing to global warming for why this is happening. You've got waters that are heating up earlier than usual, producing more of this. Mm -hmm. I've seen
1: Brendan Fraser blamed – for this.
0: It's more than likely his fault. But between December and January, you saw the the mass of this literally double in size. And when we're talking about how large this actually is, it's actually pretty noteworthy. This thing is twice the width of the continental United States. That's rather large. so the, the, it does bring some problems. It's not just annoying for tourists uh, having to swim in the waters and get it on them, which if you ever swam in the sea and or in the ocean or the Gulf or whatever and gotten seaweed on you, it's fucking gross. It's, it's really nasty. But uh, it's also got some ecological effects. Uh, it can choke oxygen out of the water, which causes dead spots in the ocean um, to where – Places where fish generally like to uh, school up or, you know, coral reefs are doing their thing. You're choking oxygen out of the water, and it's actively affecting that. Um, So it's having some effects like that. But for tourism's sake, uh, you've got this stuff that washes up on shore. It emits just a shit ton of – what is the gas? Uh, Hydrogen sulfide. Um, not a chemist, but from what I read, smells like rotten eggs.
1: So anything with sulfur is not going to be pleasant. Yeah, it smells uh, like rotten eggs, and it's actually really bad for your respiratory health. I can't believe that. I mean, you know, we're talking about a just a big shit heap that's like the size of Russia, essentially, <laughs> just floating out there. Uh, this and this is not like especially terrifying. It's it's kind of funny uh, and unfortunate for those who are going to have to like clean it up and deal with it. But it just lends to the bigger idea that the ocean is like so terrifying, uh, and this is them just this is just like a this is, they're just teasing us. This is just like a warning shot. This is like, hey, I'm gonna this is gonna be completely harmless, but just so you know, like a bundle of seaweed l- the size of Europe is gonna come floating your way. What what do you think? Just we should, so you just so you know, I can do this. Like what do you
0: think we should do about this? By the way, about the ocean? No, like about, nuke it or what? About this big. Massive seaweed. Uh,
1: well, I'm gonna dry it out, roll it up, smoke it, see how it tastes first, and then we can talk about, you know, distribution and whatnot. You said nuke it. I I think that's what we do.
0: Yeah, I think we just drop a fucking big bomb on it.
1: I'm all I'm all for that, dude. You got me fired up. Anytime
0: you can show me a mushroom cloud, I'm about
1: it. You got me chubbed up. I'm just (laughs) thinking about all that debris flying, all that. All that just Dude, we're shooting shit-smelling
0: debris. We're shooting down hobbyists' balloons with four hundred thousand-dollar missiles. Like, surely we you, can just drop a big-ass bomb on it. Best believe we will annihilate
1: some seaweed. <laughs> so, I like our chances in that matchup. I did too. Very fitting, though. It's just—it's South Florida is like a magnet to this thing. It's just—it's being called home to its, to a greater <laughs>
0: cause. It should impact a lot of the Gulf too, actually. So, uh, it's projected to have quite the impact on tourism um i actually saw in barbados they're employing 1600 dump trucks per day to cart this shit off uh what are they doing with it burning it (laughs) they dry it out they take it to places where they can dispose of it um i've also seen where they're trying to sink it to the bottom of the ocean floor um to try to help sea life on the bottom of the ocean? I don't know. It's all, right. it's all a little bit over my head, but definitely don't want to swim in it. No. I, I think I'll sit yet another year out from going to the beach. Um,
1: I would suck. You show up to the, you plan a beach trip for a year. And there's you're like, six feet of yeah, well, you, seaweed on you the shore. You see the news and you're like, it's going to be all right. We're not going to let this stop us. We're going to have a great time. And it's just... You show up, and it just looks like a bunch of fucking just baled hay out there like <laughs> laying on the beach. It's so gross. It just smells like absolute shit. Oh, so bad. Uh, yeah, best of luck, Florida and citizens
0: of the Caribbean. Yeah. On to our next topic. Joe Exotic is back in the news. The guy that I wish would stop being in the news because everyone that went through COVID, um, the lockdowns, you didn't have a choice but to watch his... Stupid fucking documentary. Yeah,
1: and, and retroactively, I know it's it's been asked, like, was it that good and no. riveting, or were we just fucking bored and optionless? We needed something. I don't think... I, it would have gotten buzz. It definitely, the way people cling on to anything Netflix rolls out nowadays, I would have watched it. Um, it definitely wouldn't have been the phenomenon it is, but uh, correct me if I'm wrong, though. He he's uh, He's running for president. I don't know if you've already said that. Um, he's done this before, has he not? I know he ran for Oklahoma governor. Yeah, he. this is not his
0: first uh, delve into politics. Right. Um, I don't think this one's going to be any more um, successful than his last attempts.
1: Is he not in the clink still, or is he a free man? No, oh, he,
0: he definitely is. He okay. will be there for several years. He's serving a 21-year federal sentence. It was an attempted murder, right? Wasn't there? Murder for hire, yeah, yeah, amongst other things. So – uh Apparently, he still does have the constitutional rights to run for president. Um, thought that felons couldn't, but...
1: He can't, he can't vote for himself, but I guess he could be on a ballot. Okay. So,
0: yeah, his, his quote he came out with, though, uh, <laughs> was pretty awesome. Put aside that I am gay, that I am in prison for now, that I used drugs in the past, that I had more than one boyfriend at once, and that Carol hates my guts. I'm running for president. <laughs>
1: Her husband's alive by the way. Have we talked about that? We haven't talked about it, but I I did see they that. They fucking found that guy. I was sure he was dead. Uh I didn't know if she killed him or not, but I figured he was he was gone by now and no, he he turned up. He's alive. Um I got a few thoughts on this. One, I don't love his odds, but we were talking long shots earlier and and I may place a bet on him just for the shit of it. Um <laughs> He has done this before, so he's an, he's an experienced uh, man on the campaign trail. He's got he, he you know a lot of uh, potential constituents. He, he's got a lot of support. A lot of people has
0: he's, he's got maybe more notoriety than anyone that could possibly run. I for mean, Donald president. Trump
1: was elected. Um, seemed like people weren't a huge fan of that guy, and we saw him for four years. So uh, I'm not going to rule it out. Do you think he'd be the first president with a Prince Albert? Or do you think? Like Martin Van Buren had a had a piece in his pee wee. I wouldn't rule out
0: George W. Either.
1: W. You think he was rocking a little double studded <laughs> dong ring? <laughs> he would be the first president with. We'd have two first men at least. He's married to like several dudes, right? Remember? <laughs> That'd be pretty sick. We'd see a cut. We'd see a president in a, a suit with cut off sleeves for the first time. <laughs>
0: If there's one thing I've learned, it's don't rule it out. Um, but also, like, I don't know that that would be the worst choice possible. <laughs> I don't either. He's that's, that's kind of the crazy. The, the last two have been kind of shitty uh, from an objective standpoint as far as I'm concerned. Uh, we we went with Trump that the, I didn't love that, and uh, Biden not really loving this either. So Joe, let's, exotic, let's switch yeah. it up. Let's I'm,
1: switch it up, and I don't mean with Desantis. Joe Exotic on a tiger farm grew old a little quick. Once you figured out the whole, you're like, whoa, this guy's got exotic cats and shit like that's crazy, and he's just feeding them old expired Walmart meat like that's wild. But then you get he fit, <laughs> but he fits into that environment so well that it grew old to us. But you put him in the White House, dude. You put. He's three minutes into the Oval Office. He's like, "Can I smoke in here?" And he's just like <laughs> kicking his dirty boots up on the desk. Like, the more we talk about it, the more I am in support of this, and I would—the content would be unbelievable. Oh, it'd be off the charts, President Exotic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, that—that that would be so good.
0: Mr. President, what's your thoughts on the uh, Ukraine versus Russia situation we got going on right now? I don't know, but that damn Carol Baskin,
1: she needs to be in jail. <laughs> that I, dumb bitch. She killed more tires than I have. Uh, yeah, you're right. I mean, he's gonna, he's gonna stick <laughs> stick to the the meat and potatoes. We're not gonna get lost in any b- bullshit. This guy's gonna be about his business. Um, Dude,
0: Carol Baskin will be. 80 feet underground, if he gets oh, elected.
1: Gone. Yeah, dead and buried, dude.
0: be <laughs> fucking pulverizing the core of the crust. Um, the core of the crust. That's probably the that's first time <laughs> that's ever been said. That doesn't make any sense. Those are two different layers sure of the Sure it earth. does. Now it's just
1: the very middle of the crust. <laughs> just, you're redefining geology right Damn. now, dude. We're that's not, how fired up we are for Joe Exotic. Dude.
0: We don't need science talk. Exotic 24 baby. Let's go. <laughs> Exotic. <laughs> All right, we're going to skip one of our news topics cuz we're getting a little lengthy here. We'll get to our uh another story coming out of Florida. So, uh Yeah, this one's this one I might be on board with. This um, one I'm 200% on board with. In Boca Raton, we had Ashley Cream, uh a constituent of Boca Raton. Uh, Mrs. great name. Mrs. Cream, yes. Mrs. Cream, or maybe Miss Cream, we don't know. Uh, she asked the city board that March 10th be recognized as Sugar Daddy and Sugar Mommy Appreciation Day. Um, I would take a Sugar Daddy or a Sugar Mommy right now, I'll tell you that much. Yeah, and I would appreciate that. I would, I would, appreciate I would that. sure appreciate them.
1: Uh, and, and again, this is another South Florida story. This is where, and you may say, like, what place does this have, amongst the community, and why would they celebrate? We were talking about the capital of of sugar people, if you will, <laughs> sugar <laughs> of Pope. sugar individuals, um, in South Florida. And this, if you could see this the image of Miss Cream, uh, it's probably exactly what you're thinking. <laughs> it is precisely what you were thinking. And I don't know her creden- like I don't know what she's up to. She could be Doctor Cream for all we know, dude. But She's involved in the in the sugar community, uh, and she's fucking—she's blazing a trail. Uh, maybe the wrong tries—the the board did ultimately say, like, this may be a matter for city council. That's my uh, favorite quote yeah, from this so, whole thing. Thank you for your—that's a city council issue. Yeah. Uh, Arnold Savell couldn't even give her a, a, a proper thanks. Um, <laughs> one board member thanked Cream before advising her. She spoke to the wrong group. Yeah, so uh,
0: this— I think the quotes from this are really spectacular. Um, She came up, got the mic, which apparently anybody can show up to these things and just have their time.
1: We got to make more plans. I I agree. uh, If
0: if we want to get this thing off the ground, show up to city council and give our demands. Um, The quotes we have here, you guys may not be aware, but Florida has the largest per capita population of sugar daddies in the U.S.,
1: uh, Mrs. Cream, I think we were all aware. We of that. are. I don't know. Very much aware. I don't know who thought otherwise.
0: <laughs> Concentrated populace of these ages, uh, of these age benefactors, sugar daddies, both gay and straight, and yes, even sugar mommies, are responsible for college educations, cars, homes, rents, jets, Birkin bags, and the occasional body enhancement. Uh, cream said gesturing gesturing to her chest before claiming she was all natural all right
1: <laughs> why gesture uh, I don't know she does appear to have cartoonishly large bazoongas. Just like <laughs> just she doesn't look all natty but i'll 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 take cream's word for it I don't know how you can argue with this, dude. I mean, they're they're gonna. It's like the war on drugs, man. It's gonna happen anyway. We might as well not only legalize it, but embrace it and acknowledge it, and you know, figure out a way for it to fit healthily into society. And I'm completely on board, especially in Florida. And she's made a damn good point uh, talking about how it would benefit the economy. It it already does. Uh, you might as well just tip your cap. And we talk about representation, dude. This is a great example. This is a great. It's like, you know, these people are out there. You might as well just call them out, give them their acknowledgement. Yeah, I mean, you get half off at the movies or whatever. You know, whatever Veterans Day benefits apply to <laughs> to, to active military and veterans. We have a sugar daddy and sugar mommy's day and and tax free shopping. Yeah, enjoy. You get to board a flight first. <laughs> You paid a girl's tuition, sir. Can you <laughs> Come on, <laughs> showing up for yourself. Active military and when... sugar day. <laughs> now boarding. <laughs> Do you have an identification
0: card? <laughs> yeah. Some some business class guy. Some dude gives up his seat. Thank you for supporting the daughters of America. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I bought this girl named Jasmine a Mercedes last week. You don't think I don't deserve to be up here?
0: I could afford it if I didn't do that. Yeah.
1: Oh god. Oh, you did two tours in Fallujah, huh? I just, <laughs> I just paid for a girl's I, lip injections.
0: I just bought Miranda a set of fake tits. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Look how good they turned out. Excuse you. Oh, dude. I'm so on board with that.
0: Yeah, make it nationwide. <laughs> yes, <laughs> they're not all in Boca Raton.
1: <laughs> no, a lot of them are for sure, <laughs> but probably no. <laughs> a large <laughs> yeah. percentage. Oh yeah, but they're everywhere, man. The, yeah, this is a uh, this is long overdue. <laughs> Agreed. All right, let's let's finish it up with our
0: favorite subreddit, our favorite segment of every week. Today I fucked up. And uh, today I fucked up asking my dad about the bruises on his face. Oh, God. Yeah, it seems kind of dark. Um, I actually read this one a couple days ago, and um, today, doing my pod prep, I forgot to go in and look for Today I Fucked Ups. But I saw I had saved this one, and I know we haven't talked about it. So this one's going to be as much a surprise to me as it is to you (laughs) you for the first time. Okay. All right, so let's do it. A few nights ago, I, 22 male, had dinner at my parents' house. I noticed my dad had bruises on his face. The bruises kind of looked like burns. When I asked my dad what happened, my mom answered. She said cooking oil splattered on my dad's face when he was using the frying pan. I asked my dad what he was doing with a frying pan because I've literally never seen him cook anything in my life. My mom answered again. She said my dad was failing to follow an easy-to-follow uh, recipe. I asked my dad what was going on in that frying pan for him to end up so crispy. My dad said nothing. He was in a mood. My mom joked about my dad cooking the flesh on his skin instead of the meat in the pan. I asked my dad if he was going to allow mom to roast him like that. My dad finally opened his mouth and said he was done allowing my mom to do anything for him. My mom suddenly said my dad's name in her serious voice. <laughs> you never want to hear serious <laughs> voice. My dad said if he had to choose between the frying pan and my mom using candle wax during sex without wearing her contacts, he would have gone with the frying pan. My mom shushed my dad, but he refused to shut up. My dad said he was sick of the frying pan story because it made him look like the dumb husband. My mom encouraged me to ignore my dad and finish my food, which prompted my dad to tell my mom to stop babying me and to start treating me like an adult whose parents were honest at all
1: times. I beg them not to be honest at all. (laughs) Please stop being honest. I am begging you.
0: My dad said the frying pan accident was a story my mom fabricated because she didn't want anyone to know that she was too blind to recognize the difference between his face and his chest when she dripped candle wax all over him in bed. She was probably just
1: dick drunk. Pops was
0: slinging that thing. (laughs) I tapped out and said too much info. Yeah. My dad shrugged and said I asked. I was unable to continue eating. My dad noticed and said, "If he could, uh, my dad noticed and said, if he could finish the job with burns on his face, then I could finish my meal." He winked at my <laughs> mom, which <laughs>
1: when, there's no when way he said that, "finish the there's job," no <laughs> there's no way that's true. There's no way that last part. I hope they took some some liberties. If they, if the dad actually said that, that's that's incredible. <laughs> he's 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 all pissed
0: off because you know he's— They've got to tell this fucked up story, this like completely made up story, <laughs> yeah. and he's like, "Damn it, I'm I'm letting the boy know. Look,
1: next time I'll let the boy watch." Yeah, uh, son, we're getting old. We're having to venture out. The,
0: win- the wink during, if you're gonna finish like that, I'm gonna finish like
1: this. That's incredible. Filled her up like a Krispy Kreme. Son, a <laughs> <laughs> fault through injury. You can learn a thing or two. This is a classic instance of. Don't push too far. Like, don't ask too much. You don't want to know. It's a little different scenario, but it I, didn't seem like he asked too much, though. Yeah, I guess the if da- you've got a dad, that it's he, just the that lot. you know never cooks. Maybe don't go with a cooking story. You know, if you're the parents, sure, here. he's working. But at work. like, that's that's the story they made up
0: for his coworker. Yeah, that's that's uh, yeah because they don't know what he does at home. You got to come up with a different one for your, for your son. kid. Yeah. Um, because if he's like, oh, you got bacon grease on your face, when have you ever made bacon?
1: But that would also make, like, if a guy who never cooks is more likely to burn himself, so. Fair. I yeah, the
0: the dad probably should have gone with it a little bit more uh, for the sake of his son, but I'm glad he didn't. That's fucking hilarious. I
1: do love it from the dad's perspective, though, where he's just like, he can't handle being... Viewed as such an ignoramus that he, they can't, he can't just let it slide. And He's like, "No, I was porking your mom," and we were really getting after it. And she dumped candle wax on my face. I'm, you're right. I don't cook. I didn't cook. I can't. I can't deal with the slander anymore. Can you somehow
0: explain to me the candle wax thing? Because I've heard of it before. Never employed it. I don't see how that would add anything.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, it's just. I don't know. It's the anticipation of it, maybe. I've never tried it. It's never been something I've looked into. we're talking about old people here. I mean, these people have been fucking for decades. They have grown children, so you got to branch out at some point. Uh, Is that,
0: does that kind of fit into the 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 femdom sort maybe? Of sphere? Yeah, I th-
1: possibly. I think it's just a. It's maybe like whip, like whipping, or any of those other things where this other the person you're fucking controls, like your. Your pain, not only your pleasure, but your pain level too. <laughs> Again, it's never. Uh, I want sex to go one way. It's like I want it to feel good, uh, pleasurable, and that's all. I really don't. I'm not trying to get beat up and <laughs> burned. Hot wax dripped on me, whether it's my chest or my face. Yeah, call me vanilla. Call me vanilla. I'm not trying to get like branded or or cut up or anything else. Typically,
0: no, no. I, you know. I've definitely seen stories of people that like weird shit. Um, I remember on my uh, it was a ninth grade trip to New York. We got a we got the chance to take a ninth grade field trip yeah, we to did eighth New York. New York, and uh, we, me and the guys that were living or that were staying in our hotel room, uh, decided to turn on HBO After Dark. Hell yeah! You know the stuff that comes on so after midnight. A staple of our childhood. And, uh, well, not mine. My parents didn't have premium oh, shit. Dude. But uh, there was there's one episode where. <laughs> you never watched Real Sex? No. What? There was, a, there was an episode where they uh, went to, I think it was, maybe it was the Bunny Ranch or something like that. That was a good show, too. Maybe it was that. It, that could have been the actual No, they had, they had a whole show. Yeah. But, basically, you show up and you say what you want. Yes. What you're looking for, who you want it with. Yep. Um, And they have
1: an array. They have a lineup of ladies.
0: Had a guy that showed up. He's like a middle-aged dude, probably eh, at minimum 45 years old. Cat House, it was called, the series. Okay. This guy showed up and he said, I want a woman to walk on my chest in high heels. Yes. That was something else. I've seen that. There was a stilettos just on his chest, and he was just laying on the ground, still in his jeans, going, oh,
1: oh, oh fuck yeah. They had a little person uh, on the roster at one point, and this they one— several, actually. Okay. It was the same episode. Okay. I was going to say, I remember one guy—I could be getting the details wrong. He was like a nerdy, middle-aged guy, as a lot of them are. It's funny. Some of the guys like actually fuck these women you'd think most of them do but the ones that make the TV cut are always like the weirdos and this guy I don't even think he touched he got the little person and then I think the tallest girl and just had them like wrestle basically (laughs) I don't even know if they like fucked they maybe got naked but I think he just went for like the biggest size difference it was like Bogues and Matumbo basically (laughs) when they were on the bullets and he was just like you two tussle I'm gonna come in my pants over in the corner (laughs) I was like, well, all right, dude, everyone's got their thing i that could that would get me nowhere near orgasm, but to now, each their own,
0: you know you'd think you'd think I mean we're animals at the core like yeah we we've got very evolutionary needs. I don't know where the fuck humanity went where some people get off to the just weirdest shit. you got pee fetishes, you got people that like having candle wax dripped on them, which mm-hmm. is far from the weirdest. Uh, guys in the feet. Um, there are certain things that I don't understand and never will, uh, especially when you look at it through the lens that I'm looking at it through, where uh, sex is very much an evolutionary thing where you're supposed to continue the population, and you've got guys like, beat me as hard as you can with a barbell. Yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> imagine a chimpanzee with the same <laughs> Hit me with a coconut right now. Like I, I need to get off. <laughs>
1: what I think fuck? it's, a, I think it's the other way around in the in the primate community. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I just, I don't get it. I, I don't think I ever will.
1: I don't know either, man. Uh, sex is a funny thing, and the variation that we're all like traveling, we're all trying to get to the same end point, but our routes are v- vastly different. We all, we take different routes there for sure. Yeah, it's like. Using Waze or using Google Maps. Um, Some people are using an atlas from 1950. <laughs> yeah. Don't even have updated interstates yet. Some people are following the Northern Star. Yeah, <laughs> that's what we we're talking. Like when electricity comes into play, you're like <laughs> you're, you're shocking. That's when yeah, you're traveling by boat at that point. Like, <laughs> are we even heading the right way now? Uh, that's yeah. I, I get lost. I get I get lost in a lot of it. All right. So, uh have you ever watched a, uh, porn, out of pure curiosity? Like you just you stumble across something so outlandish, like you you watch it for pure curiosity. I think every human
0: being that's ever watched porn in their lives has done that. Do you do that regularly? Absolutely
1: not. I do, for sure. Really? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um just the inner, the comedy of it. If you can ignore your boner for a second, you're like, what am I watching, dude? All these people on meth in the back of a car? Like, what is happening here? <laughs> My buddy told me about this video. <laughs> I never saw it. It started off very normal. He said a uh, typical montage of, like, the girl naked, and then it, the scene starts, and they, like, make out or whatever. And then at some point, she shoves ice cubes into her ass. <laughs> And then like maybe vodka into her puss or something weird, and then she like spits the ice cubes out into a jar, like makes a martini, <laughs> and the dude drink the dude drinks it. <laughs> what the
0: fuck? Kind of and, old, and he said, "Low
1: budget porn are you making?" I wish with I could remember the title. Because he said the title was the funniest part. Was it shaken or stirred? It was yeah. I think it was something like that. He said the title was like unbelievable. Um, oh my god! But he was like, I didn't even keep jerking off, dude. I just laughed for a minute and just like went and made food. Like I just, it completely took me out of my element. Oh my god! Oh
0: my god. Yeah. Uh, there's stuff out there. <laughs> you just wonder like who's, who's enjoying this. <laughs> who's who's your target audience who's (laughs) got this kink that's fucking weird um oh god all right we we got to cut this off we're getting long-winded but um yeah my my advice for everybody this week is don't um don't pry too too much don't ask too many questions you you may not like the answer that you get but uh that wraps it up for episode 40 like i said we got some exciting stuff in the mix. Uh, some stuff that we're definitely looking forward to. So keep tuning in and uh, you never know what the fuck we're going to talk about or what we're going to do next. So uh, y'all have a great week and we'll talk to you next week.